Hey listeners, welcome to Confessions from a Therapist, where we will not be spilling the tea on clients, but we'll be giving you an inside look into the world of therapy. So sit back, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Please remember this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. Please seek services if you need, as this is not a therapeutic relationship or a substitute for your own therapy. If you're in crisis and need immediate assistance, please call 911. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Confessions from a Therapist. We are on episode 12 today, where we will be recapping episode one of Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. And we have Michelle. She's back. Yay. You guys don't don't have to just listen to my voice. (laughs) A godsend. (laughs) And I have somebody to piggyback off of, so I'm not anxious or nervous while recording what I'm supposed to say. So welcome back, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. You did you did a great job. Oh, thank you. I I edit edited. I don't even know if that's the word, but that's fine. So much out of it because I kept pausing and I kept laughing or I kept pausing being like, um, what do I what do I say here? And then I would like count in my head, like, okay, I got it. One, two, three. Okay. And then I would have this long pause. So the end of things I could just like take that out. Yeah. So it took me a minute. <laughs> but you did it. That's all that matters. I don't know. It's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Well, checking in, let's start with you. How have you been? Um, good. We've been busy, tired, mm-hmm. trying to get out of town. And it just has not worked out. Cause like we wanted to go somewhere last weekend, but then it was raining over all of California yeah um or snowing so a day trip in the rain with like a toddler isn't the most you know fun idea um and then this weekend we wanted to but it's like I don't know stuff just kept coming up and the times got all weird and we ended up doing nothing. And then we're looking at the calendar and we're like, okay, well, when can we, okay, well, like four weekends from now, right. We have some time. So yeah. <laughs> I think again, it's just about like us being better at like putting it on the schedule mm-hmm. because life is just, it's so busy that if it's not in the calendar, then it's just not going to happen. The whole sort of What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, goodness. Not sporadic. Like, all of a sudden. Spontaneous? Like, yes. There. Thank you very much. <laughs> Spontaneous. Um, the whole, like, oh, yeah, like, let's just do this is much more difficult. Just with, yeah. like, the phase of life we're in currently than it had been before. So yeah, you have a kid. You can't be spontaneous anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We kind of have to think yeah. about it. And then, too, it's like, you know. We can go on a day trip, but two, depending on how long the drive is for her, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, well, are we just going to be miserable? Cause she's going to be in the car 10 hours, you know, like, yeah. Does she get car sick? No, she doesn't. Oh, that's she just good. gets bored. Oh yeah. Eventually, you know, like she'll sleep in the car and she's really good at like hanging out. But at a certain point in time, she's just like, I'm done. Like, okay, so we're done. 
whether you're actually done or not, like it yeah. doesn't matter when she's, she's in charge, done, then it's like, we're done. <laughs> um, and so that's just another thing to sort of like think about, you know, and with mm-hmm. a small child, like you have to make more stops than you would normally, you know, normally you would just like drive on through to get to your destination. And with a toddler, you can't just drive on through. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just different. So we have to learn to plan. And so far, apparently we don't remember that. <laughs> so. uh, you'll be on the struggle bus probably for a minute. Yeah. For a so while that's, until she's like 16. Yeah. <laughs> Can drive herself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where we are. Just trying to like find a space of time to just like go out of town and get a change of scenery and you know, all that good stuff. And I was having like FOMO of everyone's spring break. I know. Vacation trips. And I think that's what made it worse. We're like, do you want to go? You know, I want to yeah. go somewhere too. Like that looks so nice. And yeah, we just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't figure it out. We couldn't get our life together enough to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I know I was working all spring break too. It sucked. Yeah. I was like, everybody gets to be on vacation. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, and it just looks so nice and relaxing. Yeah, I know. I know. Is there a trip that you guys have, like, where you guys are looking at, where you're like, we want to go to, like, the beach, or we want to go out of the state or somewhere? Like, what are you guys thinking in the next four weeks, if you do? Um, Probably to the beach. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, probably to the beach. We went <clears throat> a few months ago. We took Liana for the first time. And she really liked it. She had a good time. Nice. And now she's even like bigger and more aware of things. And so I think that she'd be like even more like jazzed about it um, than she was when we took her before. So I think that's what we want to do. So nothing too far, like, you know, not too much preparation, but Mm -hmm. we need to like decide because then our calendar gets full you're like, dang it. Yeah. You know, like I have to like X out all these days. Like, no, we are going somewhere. Yeah. That's it. So like it's happening, right? It's happening. Don't, yes. you know, we're not seeing anybody. Don't no, nothing. Don't going plan on. anything. If yeah, anything exactly. cancels it, it's got to have to be like super high needs or severe, whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Like a non-negotiable sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're really great at just like filling up our time, which is the worst. <laughs> I was, gonna, like, I was like, in my head, I was like, mm. <laughs> is that a good thing yeah. or a bad thing? No, it's the worst. And we're really trying hard to like be much better. Yeah. At not doing that, but we still have not mastered. That. No. No. So we'll it'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it'll get there. <laughs> we're young. But, yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> So, how have you been? Um, just busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like starting that new job. I think I'm starting to get it under not under control, but I'm like I'm starting to get it like better. Yeah, get into the flow. Get into the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, closing out my practice or some clients from my practice every like Saturday. So I've been working like seven days a week, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks right now, but it's going to die down in May. 
because I'm not going to fully transition out of my practice anyways. I'm keeping it open. I'm just going to be doing it part-time. So it'll be like every other Saturday or once a month, which won't be too bad. Um, but I too want to plan a trip. So I'm thinking, I was telling Jason this, <clears throat> sorry, that I want to go to New York again. I went to New York like back in 2017 maybe or 2018 I can't remember and I loved like the city yeah was it the I was like the people I was with were like whatever but the city <laughs> itself was like really fun yeah you liked the vibes I like the vibes and I yeah. would love to go back to that and I was asking him I'm like oh would you like want to go to New York he's like yeah okay I'm chill with that but he's very just like I don't care like he just like as long as it's like I don't know but <laughs> I'm like do you want to go out of the state or do you not want to go out of state yeah. he's like I don't care it's fine and I'm like okay whatever so I'm thinking maybe in October for our anniversary we can go to like New York for the weekend or for like three days or so yeah because he doesn't want to take too much time off work and I have to know my schedule ahead of time with mine. So I have to like mark my days off. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe like in October, like late October, planning a trip to go to New York for like, maybe like on a leave on Thursday, come back on a Sunday kind yeah. of thing, like on a plane. So that's fun. Yeah. So yeah. I got to block it out. So I have to keep telling myself, like what you said, I'm like, I have to mark X's in my calendar. Like I'm taking yeah. this time off. We're doing this. No yes. ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, you have to decide in advance. Mm -hmm. That's the only way it's going to get done. Exactly. So I have to make sure I'm like talking to him about like, this is when we're going. This is what we're doing because you're going to have to request these two days off. I'm going to have to request these two days off. We'll get the tickets. We'll get the hotel. Like, but it's just like, this is going to happen. So, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, hopefully we get to go on vacation vacations so. yeah hopefully we get to take those mm -hmm. <laughs> I need it <laughs> uh, but yeah so that's about it yeah well it's pretty good yeah yeah you're you're getting into the rhythm right I like am. a new sort of routine and really like it's a new lifestyle because mm -hmm. you're back to like you know the nine to five situation it's eight to five eight to five. I know it's even worse. It's gonna be <laughs> Sometimes I show up there at seven 30 in the morning so that I can leave by eight, four 30, but it never mm. happens that way because something always happens where I'm like, Oh, I got to look at my computer. Or I got to do something. And I'm like, uh, but, but for the most part, I leave probably around like four 30. Cause I get there early. That's what I always did at my job. Mm -hmm. I would schedule clients for like eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I'd get there early so I could be like, bye. Mm -hmm. Bye, I want to go home. Yeah. I'm not staying until like seven. Yeah, no, ew, gross. Yeah. I had some coworkers who liked it. That, like Their preference was just like later in the day. They didn't like having clients early. Mm -mm. And so I was like, you do you, but I'm trying to get out of here. Yeah, I'm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love my job, but I also love my personal time too, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to spend as much time with my partner. I think that's one thing I'm missing. Where mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not seeing my partner as much anymore, like mm -hmm. eight to five. And then we used to have lunch on Fridays, every Friday for like 
the past year and a half we've been mm-hmm. having lunches every friday and i'm like uh so now i'm trying to get back into that but right now because i'm new i'm like training so i can't really schedule at my time but i as soon as i'm done i'll go back to it but um, i do miss that in weekends so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's the hard part yeah well yeah. so Brene brown i know perfect segue right because we're going to talk I about know. emotions i know <laughs> She Atlas is of the heart. Atlas of the heart. And I was just going to say, like, she is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was watching this episode, I was just falling in love with her all over again for when I saw I that, her vulnerability video. I'm just like, how could one human being be this genuine and so awesome? Yeah. that I think that that's what is so, well, one of the things that's so great about her is that you can tell that, like, She's really a genuine person mm-hmm. and she's not afraid to share, you know, in a relatable, like in a way that makes her relatable because she's a person like everybody else. And just because she knows things doesn't mean that she's perfected these things. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just love her. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. So <laughs> Today we're recapping the first episode of Atlas of the Heart, mm-hmm. which is like a mini series based on her newest book, which is also titled Atlas of the Heart. Um, and what it's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I think it's like six or five episodes. I have to look again. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, each so one can... runs from about like forty something minutes to an hour. Yeah, and it's like sections of the book. I think it's almost like the, like, cause the book is in sections and I think each episode is like one of those sections. Yeah. And so this first one, um, something that I really liked about it was she was talking about, right? Like vulnerability mm-hmm. and like being genuine and being able to like have connection with other people. A lot of her work is about that, right? Like how do we connect with other people? Like how do we have like belonging? Like how do we feel like we belong? Yeah. And she had said, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but she had said something (laughs) about like, you have to, like previously she thought, you know, connection with yourself and connection with others were like the same thing, right? You kind of needed the same secret sauce for both of those things. Yeah. And she's like, but now she's come to find that if you can't connect with yourself first, mm-hmm. like you can't have genuine connection with other people. Like you, you have to truly like know yourself and know who you are, the good and the bad, you know, all that different stuff before you can then have true genuine connection with other people and I was just like Brene you're so right yeah she's so insightful like she has all this knowledge and it's you know what's funny I didn't know a lot about her past like her past growing up but in this episode she talks a little bit about how like her paper I in college like I think it was like her her thesis or something like that Mm -hmm. was and I cannot remember the title of it but it was all about like connection 
mm-hmm. and like emotions and things like that. And I was just like, oh, I thought she had found this out after grad school, right? So she was doing this research before, but no, but she's literally been a pioneer and doing this stuff for years. And even like that Brene Brown, that first video of vulnerability, like that's like an old video anyways, that's like 10 years old now or something like that. Mm-hmm. But even so, even before that, like she has been doing this work for like 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And one of the, one of the things that she said at the beginning of this episode which, and I'll probably talk a little bit about more of the quotes that she'd said, but one of the first things she said was the very thing to be human is to have emotions. Mm-hmm. And she's like, that is the very thing. So like, we talk about all these things about, you know, oh, like safety and all that, whatever it may be just to be human or like behaviors, all that kind of stuff. It's no, like emotions is what makes us human. Mm-hmm. We are emotional beings and she then talks about like in our adulthood, we were just never taught how to label these emotions. We never were yeah. kind of told about them. We were never taught how to cope with them when we're feeling them. It was always just kind of like in adulthood, like you feel and you move on. Yeah. You don't even look at it. Mm-hmm. When in childhood, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. You you feel, don't do that. <laughs> You're fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like don't cry, right? You have nothing to cry about. Yeah. You know, You're okay get over it right those are things like people tell kids all the time and you you're stunting people's ability to like learn about themselves Mm -hmm. and that was another part because the whole thing she goes through what like 80 something I think it's like 87 or 83 yeah emotions Mm -hmm. in the whole book Mm -hmm. and in the show she showed I loved this part because she showed little like movie clips or show clips yeah of just um people like emitting an emotion of some kind and I don't even think there were words in the very first one it was just sort of like you saw their faces right and as I'm watching it like I was labeling it you know like what I thought and then I was very proud of myself when she yeah. like agreed right especially the one where, I was gonna say especially the one I'm just gonna give it away ahead of the episode but like awe I was like awe. that's awe. yeah awe and wonder I was like yeah. oh, wonderment and then she was like yeah. awe and wonder I'm like oh my god I was like I wish I was in that audience right now when I, she asked, I would have been like oh she would have been like yes I would have been like <laughs> she's pointed at me <laughs> I know right that's how I felt sitting mm-hmm. on the couch like watching it <laughs> and it was just so interesting though because I've never like taken the time to do something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're watching a movie, obviously your brain is like going through all sort of stuff and like you're connecting to it and you're like getting what their emotion is, but to really like sit there and watch and then like consciously think like, okay, what are they experiencing? Mm-hmm. Like, and what word is that? Like, how can I label what that is? was just very, very interesting. Um, And pointed out that if you don't have that vocabulary, like if you don't know what awe means or what like wonder or wonderment means, Mm -hmm. you're missing what's happening. Like you're you're missing like the truth of the situation. Yeah. Um, Because you could say, yeah, like you could say, surprised right or excited or something like that but 
it's so like shocked yeah but it's so different Mm -hmm. like the meaning behind those things is just so different and so if you don't have that vocabulary like that emotional vocabulary already in you like Mm -hmm. you're just you're missing part yeah Mm-hmm. And so when she and she does talk about it being like we are and I'm going to probably paraphrase or probably use even completely different words that she was saying, but we're umbrella mm-hmm. in emotions. And that's what we're kind of taught. And so before we jump into that piece, so I think that one of the big questions she asked, too, in the episode was like, how do we cultivate um, meaningful connection with ourselves and each other? Right. So she was mm-hmm. like, how do we kind of build upon that? And what do we do with it? And so the whole point of this first episode, at least, and I think of her book too, is let's get down and dirty and look at these emotions mm-hmm. and teach, teach each other that we have more than what we were just saying, the umbrella term of the emotions. Mm-hmm. Because when we, when we say, this is what I, this is what I'm feeling, but it's the umbrella term, mm-hmm. we're not really fully connecting to the emotion. So we're not really fully like just letting it out. Yeah, it just kind of stays there. And we're like, yeah, so then we lose that connection because then the other person, even in the therapy room, right? When somebody's like in awe, right? They felt like it was an awe, but we're like so excited. They're like, yeah, I was feeling excited. Like you could see it on their face. Like I'm admitting to an emotion, but does it feel right in my body? Yeah. I don't have that language or that vocabulary. And then like, you know, and even us as therapists too, like sometimes we miss the mark when we're trying to find that emotion too. But then it made me think of like, when you do find it, right? When you say like, you were in awe. And that person just lights up when you can find that word. It's like, yes. That, and there's that, that connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's that connection. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and that's something that comes up in therapy often is, right? Like we're always trying to get the client to label an emotion, but then like a deeper level one, you know, not just like happy, sad, mad. Okay. Like, yes, you're sad. Okay. Mm-hmm. But what else right like what's under the sadness yeah um were you disappointed right like were you did you feel like betrayed like what beyond just sadness right that umbrella term Mm -hmm. like let's like pinpoint more exactly like what you were actually experiencing Mm -hmm. um And that's why I loved giving people like the feelings wheel. Mm -hmm. You can Google feelings wheel. Yeah. And a bunch will come up (laughs) where it just has like, right. These sort of what we would consider more umbrella like emotions, like on the edge. And then it has more and more words that are associated with that umbrella term, but are different, Mm -hmm. you know, that mean a little bit different things than what that is. And that's a great way to learn too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things she talks about too in there was the question is she was asking too is like how emotions work. And I loved what she said. She's like, it's a full contact sport. Mm-hmm. She's like, it is what we feel, think, and behave and show up. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's all, all of those. And so she's like, it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. You're going to feel exhausted Mm -hmm. because when we allow ourselves to feel our emotions and we're not so used to it, it is all these things at once. Yeah. And that's why, you know, you and I were talking about in other episodes of like therapy is so exhausting because Mm -hmm. it is a full context sport. 
-hmm. we're inviting you then to feel and to think, but also to behave in the way that you're feeling and to mm -hmm. just show up and be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And one of the other things to connect to this, what she was talking about was like our connection with others is only as solid and deep as our connections to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So kind of like seeing the other person, but understanding who we are at that same time of like, I can be connected to me and my emotions, mm -hmm. which then allows me to be deeper and connected to you as an individual. Yeah. Because like, you know, in the sense of awe, right? Mm -hmm. If you yourself have never experienced awe or you didn't know what that was, you can't really then connect with somebody else on that emotional level. You know, it's right. kind of like, you know, you can't, you, everyone says, right? Like, oh, I understand what you're going through. Mm, okay. Not not really no but having a similar like emotional experience right can allow you to connect in a way that you wouldn't be able to otherwise mm -hmm. um yeah I loved when she said that I was just like oh, Brene you're so right yeah because so I right. I was when I was younger so maybe like even before I became a therapist like when I was young 20s um I thought that in order to feel connected and um to feel I, I don't know any other word right so now I'm here I'm struggling I'm trying to like the umbrella word is connected <laughs> but to feel kind of like connected to others I thought I had to seek that out so I'm thinking of like when I left high school right so when I went to college and I was like okay I'm in a new setting I'm gonna have to meet new people let me just figure this out let me get connected to others but genuinely, I had no idea who I was. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of there exploring and wanting to get connected to people, trying to be somebody who I wasn't at times and just being like, this doesn't feel right in my body. This isn't yeah. who I want to be. And so when I was hearing her talk about that, where she was saying like, we desperately seek connection like with other people, but we just don't know who we are and then that just kind of like made me think of just like that other comment that she said right so it's like we you know our connection is only as deep and solid as our connection is with ourselves so I never really had that many deep connections in college because I was trying to figure out who I was at that time mm -hmm. and it just took me some time for me to be like all right like like who am I without these this idea of this ego or this part of me that wants to protect who I am or protect my emotions just be like external validation let's see if we can find that Mm-hmm. Well, it's so funny you bring that up because I was just telling Gabe a story about when I went to college. So I went to UCLA. So I moved, right? Like I knew one person going to school there. She was one of my good friends, but we were not like we could have never seen each other because the campus is huge. She was in a totally different section, you know, like it just wasn't a thing. So like I moved to a new place by myself and I was like, oh my gosh, like I need friends. Like, I need yeah. to make friends, right? <laughs> what am I going to do? And I remember that first like few weeks, you know, like you're at college and there's all these things, right? It's like, we'll volunteer for this and like join this and do this, right? So I'm like, Michelle, you need to branch out, even though you're not an extrovert like mm -hmm. that. <laughs> Otherwise, like you're not going to meet anybody. 
And I considered joining a sorority. Nothing wrong with sororities, right? Uh-huh. I have like, I have no judgment. Yeah. That's just not like my vibe, uh-huh. you know, like it's just not my vibe. And, but I was seriously considering it. Cause I was like, Michelle, like you need to make friends. How are you going to make friends? Right. How are you going to meet people? And my anxiety got the best of me. So I was uh-huh. just like, no, I can't do that. Right. I can't, like, <laughs> yeah. Can't go into those situations. And then there was this other organization um, called the Bruin Bells, where it was like someone who was actually a Bells and be like, that's not what it is at all. But I saw it as like a step down from a sorority, but it was mostly like volunteer based. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe I could do that instead. And then again, my anxiety got the best of me. And I was like, okay, no, I can't, I can't go and like do that thing. <laughs> Well, what ended up happening was that I just like went to class and like sat in my front middle area, mm-hmm. right? That like my personality, like the, that's the seats that I choose. Mm-hmm. And I like found my people yeah. there, you know? And then like, I found like my whole group of people that then I spent the rest of my time and I enjoyed and we became really great friends just by doing what I liked to do, which was go to class and learn. And, you know, we had study sessions and then I joined like an honor society, Uh now like a psychology honor society. And like, we just so happened to all join and be in it. Like, you know, so I found my way, my anxiety helped me because it was like, that's not you. Right. Like, yeah you're going to rush a sorority, Michelle. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's going to work out really well for you. Yeah. But you're sure made me think of that. Cause I was like, that was just not authentic to me. Right. Even if I had, and even if I had met people, how authentic would those friendships have really been? Because I would not have been being like the true version of myself, mm-hmm. you know, in those situations. Yeah. And so one of the things she was saying too, it's like when we feel lost and disconnected, oftentimes we look for things outside of us to feel connected. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she was even saying too, in that, in that example, she was like, that's why ads get us. Mm -hmm. Because when we're sitting down on our phones and we're just feeling kind of like, because we've talked about this before, but like when you're like, just like numbing out and just going through your phone and just like scrolling through and we see an ad and we're like, oh my God, like, let me see what that is. Let me see all the other people, you know, then we're, we're starting to feel this external connection, but mm-hmm. in reality, we are not looking at this internal part of ourselves that was seeking that to begin mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And I just, it's funny. Cause when I like watched this episode, like it literally took me back just mm-hmm. to my young years. And I already gave that example, but it was like, literally like, who, where's the party going to be? You know, like, are we going to be doing this this weekend? Oh my gosh, how fun. And I was feeling so drained and so exhausted, but yeah, I'd come home still feeling depressed and sad. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd be like, what is going on? You know, even though I had deep, meaningful connections with my friends in high school. And I think that a part of it was me trying to branch out from like, to see what that was like. Yeah. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh no, I love those relationships. Like mm-hmm. that is where that is deeply rooted and connected to me. Not to say that my college friends aren't, mm-hmm. you know, I think I'm still connected to them, but I did find myself in that. And so it's like, whoa, like I never even noticed like all the external things that I was seeking out mm-hmm. to feel connected because I did feel lost and disconnected with myself mm-hmm. at that time. And I was like, hmm. 
when I think when you're young too, you think wide, not deep, mm-hmm. right? It's like the more people I know or the more friends I have is better than a smaller amount that's like deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually you realize the large quantity is exhausting and really not that fun. Mm-hmm. And I'd prefer a small number. Yeah. That's really deep. Yeah. <laughs> and it- a large number that is not. Yeah. And oftentimes like that sense of safety, we always look outside ourselves for that. Mm-hmm. Like people oftentimes will be like, oh, like I want to feel safe. So let me find this external thing that can help me with that. But in reality, that safety lives within us when we're able to cultivate this emotional experience within us internally mm-hmm. we then start to then feel safer more genuine more connected yeah. and especially with others when you are very secure in who you are and not to say that we don't have insecurities everybody's insecurities mm-hmm. but when we're able to be like this is what i'm feeling this mm-hmm. is what's going on with me and you're with somebody else who is able to who's done the work and maybe who's still continuing to do the work, but can still have that internal sense of safety as well. You do have that sense of connection, which I'm like, wow, like I never even noticed. I mean, I've known it because we're therapists, but watching her episode just kind of was like, made me get filled up with like this, like new therapy juice where I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I like that, that the sense of safety and it's not that you're not insecure right? Because I think the only difference between like me now and me when I was like 14 is like, I knew I was insecure both, both times, right? (laughs) But now I am so like, I understand them, you know? I think you admit them, right? So I was going to say like, from when you're talking about that, like in my head, it's like, I was so I, I still struggle with insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. And so, sorry if I cut you off. Oh, no. <laughs> you can continue, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I was like, ah. <laughs> but it's, when I was thinking about it, it's like, I still today struggle with insecurities. Mm-hmm. It's different when I say, I'm insecure about this, mm-hmm. as opposed to, let me seek this external thing that I think will fix my insecurity. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's like you eventually get to a place hopefully, right, where you can identify like what it is. Mm -hmm. And then you don't go looking to try to fill it by external things, right? Mm -hmm. Other people or like the cool kids, right? Or like, or even behaviors and activities, right? mm -hmm. So a lot of people will even seek out those external things for safety in activities like sexual um, activities, um, Mm -hmm. promiscuity, drugs, um, Yeah. Alcohol, like those are even things that people will seek out because they're like wanting to cope with this emotional experiences that they're having, but they don't have the words or or never taught. Yeah. Or to fit in or to fit in. Yeah. Right. Like I need to connect with you Mm -hmm. and you smoke, you know, at the football games. So like, I guess I'll smoke with you at the football game. So Mm -hmm. we have this like common thing that we can connect on um where you know I think with work I'm not even gonna say when you get older because there are lots of people that get older and you know Mm -hmm. not much changes but 
when you put in the work, you can recognize that you're like having this pull to belong somewhere for some reason. And you can try to figure out what that is and, and why, instead of then just acting on, like you said, like your behaviors, like, okay, well then I'm going to dress like this, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to say yes to these things. things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, we could talk for days about this. She, she's, she was, she's just amazing. And I feel like I'm going to be pulling out a lot of quotes that were mentioned in there. But one of the, one of the next things that she had said during this episode, after talking about like, we seek external validation was there was two things. There was a quote. And then there was another one that she was like, this is not true. And the one that was not true was that oftentimes people are like told, like, we are cognitive thinking beings who on occasion think or who on occasion feel, sorry. Mm -hmm. So let me say that one again so that people can hear the right one. (laughs) (laughs) So we are cognitive thinking beings who on occasion feel, but in reality, we are feeling machines that on occasion think Mm -hmm. because that is our primal instinct is to feel, not to think. But as children, when she was talking about that, we are told that, that it's not important. Emotions are not important. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not taught. Like emotions get in the way of what we are supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so we are told, don't feel sad about it. Just push through. Mm -hmm. Don't feel anxious about this because you have to get it done. Yeah. You know? So then when she was just saying that, it's like, we were just emotion beings who on occasion think, and that's hard because we don't pay attention to emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're really like going through life blind, mm-hmm. you know, like you are very skilled deficient if you don't, if you aren't able to identify your mm-hmm. emotions and if you aren't able, or if you don't have the vocabulary to even work towards that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with me in my work, I like aged down, right? Like I started with adults and then got like young adults and mm. then teens and then like, and then tiny children, toddlers. And, and for me, it was really because like, okay, you can teach these skills to adults, right? Like obviously, right. People can learn. We have the mm-hmm. ability to learn forever like our brains are very plastic um but it's so much easier if you just like help a kid get it 50 percent right like yeah you know from the beginning if you just like let them be okay like being sad you know if it's okay that they're angry mm-hmm. you know if, if it's okay that like you took something away from them because they couldn't put it in their mouth because it was dangerous and they're upset and like they're disappointed because they like loved that thing that you don't have anymore and it's like really fostering those emotions and letting it be okay letting them know it's okay and then giving them the words Mm -hmm. even like right now liana i'll be like are you you're disappointed you just like no are you are you mad no right but you know it's because she she doesn't know really what any of these words mean because we're just Mm -hmm. at this like labeling phase right let me throw words out at you Mm -hmm. and describe what's going on for you and you'll Mm -hmm. you know eventually pick it up but she feels um, it 
right? So that's the thing yeah. too. Her body feels the emotion. Mm-hmm. You're not denying, you're not telling her she's crazy or you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, when she's upset, you don't go, why are you mad? When she's like yeah. two, you know, because I've seen some parents do that where they're just like, well, why are you angry? You're being a brat instead mm-hmm. of validating the fact that they feel that way. Cause even though they don't have the language, right. So we'll talk a little bit more about language, but they don't have the language for that emotion. They still feel it. They still feel it. Yeah. And you know, and she, she, and a Bernie Brown in her video is talking about like physical and emotional pain are processed the same way in the body. Yeah. You, your brain experiences them. identi like identically. Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Identically. It sounds right to me, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's all that, that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're identical. Um, you know, so if you are like tracking somebody's like brain activity and they had physical pain and then emotional pain, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference Mm-mm. based on what you're seeing uh, in brain activity alone, mm-hmm. which should like, I don't know, signal something. <laughs> to people that your emotional everything about it like your emotional experience mm-hmm. is just as important in my opinion slightly more important right than like yeah. any other experience that you have that society and like our culture deems like more important mm-hmm. you know? and it makes me think of like even disassoci- disassociation Mm-hmm. When we don't have the words for our emotions or we're told not to feel it. And then we're having those emotional responses in our brain, like just that emotional pain, you see it, but then you see somebody just sitting there calmly, right? Cause it's like, they don't know how to cope or they never were taught these emotion, these words. Mm-hmm. So I don't know when you were talking about just like telling your daughter, like you're disappointed. She's like, no. And I'm like, ah. she feels it in her body still. And it's like mm-hmm. so good that you're giving her the, that language, even I though she doesn't I... have it, but you're still saying like, I see that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm right. I see it. I mean, I would be disappointed. I'm wondering if you're feeling disappointed. She's like, no, but it's like in her body, yeah. she's processing that emotion. She just mm-hmm. doesn't have the words. And eventually in time with a great mom and a dad, she's going to definitely have it. Yeah, hopefully. One, so. I think too, the challenge with that is like, okay, if you're doing your own work, mm-hmm. which Brene is kind of talking about, like in her series, her book is right about, okay, how do you like teach yourself this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It takes like a lot of self-awareness and the ability to like regulate, you know, because if you're having a very strong emotion, you can't label and think about that emotion. If you're like, your lid is flipped, mm-hmm. like you have to be able to like regulate yourself a little bit, like bring it down. So then your higher order, like brain function and thinking can actually take place. Mm-hmm. And in parenting, not only are you having to regulate yourself, you're also then trying to regulate like a small person yeah. who does not like their brain doesn't even have the ability to do that yet. So that's a challenge. Yeah. And then you're trying to like pay attention and label their emotion <laughs> and like be okay with it. You know, what's going on? Like, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. And so I, mm-hmm. I understand why that doesn't happen all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. I understand why it's a real struggle because it's a lot of work and it's a lot of effort, but worth it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, in the long run, I think, hopefully, one day, like your adult children might be like, thanks for, thanks for letting me like express my feelings, right? Who yeah. knows? But they'll be angry with you at, at this teen years too, probably. Yeah. Well, because you want them to express their emotions to you. Yeah. So 100%. <laughs> you're, they're probably going to like destroy you and you're just going to cry. Yeah. They're like, why did I teach them these like great words to use against me? <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay. You're like, thanks for telling me that's how you feel. But yeah. like, I'm going to go and cry now because like now my feelings are hurt. Um, yeah. But I, I think it just, you know, any phase of life, you can learn to be more self-aware, acknowledge your feelings, learn more feeling terminology, mm-hmm. you know, and explore those things for yourself. And yeah, even as someone who, you know, feelings is kind of like our job. There's lots of times where my therapist is like trying to get me to name something and I have no idea. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like this word and kind of like this word, but neither one of those fits it exactly. You know, so it's a forever evolving skill. Mm-hmm. You're just going to learn more and more and more over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of segues into the next portion of the episode where she talked about portals. Mm-hmm. And she showed a lot of like, little movie clips of like portal entries so there's like avengers and other ones i can't i don't remember all of them yeah well the avengers one's the best one yeah it is the best one she said it too she's like that scene right and i'm yeah. like yeah everyone and, has died when that happened yeah and then she asked the audience like when you think of the word portal like what do you think what do you feel about it and people are like you know fear of the unknown gonna get hurt um what were some other ones excitement i think were some Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Um, they were they were mostly like fear, anxiety based. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm not going to come back. What's on the other side? Yeah, and a, and a portal being once you learn something new, you can't unlearn it. Exactly. And we kind of talked about this with like being a therapist, uh-huh. right? Yep. We gained a set of skills that we can never get rid of. <laughs> exactly. Even if we haven't used them in a long time, you know, like because now we just have it. Like now you Mm -hmm. just know. And the portal that she, that she's talking about is once you start exploring your emotions and once you start being more Mm -hmm. self-aware, once you start learning all these different things, it's going to open up a part of you that you didn't have access to before. And you cannot close that part of you once it's open. And that's a very scary thing. Yep. Because you don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that the greatest portal that we have as human beings is language. Mm-hmm. And it's because language helps us learn, it gives us meaning, it gives us awareness. And like just having access to new words changes everything. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things she was talking about in her video too was like, I don't remember how long ago it was. And I was telling a client about this the other day where um, there was a research study done with like 7,000 people or participants or something like that. And they asked them to like, 
to name like every emotion that they're experiencing like as they're experiencing it mm-hmm. and she asked the audience she's like how many emotions do you think that were that they got out of that study like seven thousand people and people are like five six seven and one person's like three and she's like three mm-hmm. she's like what they were was sad happy and pissed off mm-hmm. she's like but that doesn't really kind of help us address the emotions that we are actually experiencing and that's when she kind of went into like this one person which was like a guest person where it was like emotional granularity I believe that's what it was called where it was like to understand like our difficult like experiences and things like that and so she was saying how I think with emotional granularity was that um we don't use like this skill at all and then it just kind of completely dissolves like over time Mm-hmm. But it's like that umbrella category that I was talking about, where it's like yeah. we limit ourselves to emotions, right? But there's a difference between feeling like stress and disappointment or stress and feeling alone and all those kinds of things. But we default to this like force fault, like force positivity, I guess you can say. Yeah. So it's like that same with like toxic positivity, where it was like we are saying that like my comfort is more important than your reality. Mm-hmm. which doesn't allow us to feel connected yeah and so when I was hearing that right that emotional granularity I was thinking like oh my gosh this makes so much sense when we don't have the vocabulary or the language for these words we don't we're then like it's harder for us to connect to the people around us yes it really is true again right like you're not you're not being authentic to yourself Instead of saying this upsets me or like, I'm really hurt by this, or this is really hard. You're just like, it's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Um, you know, and that's not understanding like the connection to yourself. No. Mm-mm. And one of the things I was saying too, it's like, my comfort is more important than your reality. Yeah. Like I, I'm more worried about your comfort than what I'm actually currently feeling. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, she was saying how like language doesn't just help us communicate with each other, but it really shapes emotions and like mm-hmm. what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of goes in to talk about three emotions in that episode of anguish on grief. Yeah. And so, you know, anguish, what she was saying was just like, it's a deeper rooting of like, it's in our bones. Yeah. She showed a it was like a sculpture garden. Oh, mm-hmm. that was impactful. Yeah. Like falling, crippling. Like yes. anguish is just crippling. And yes. you can see it in that sculpting. Yes. Because she, she was describing the difference, right? Between like anguish and grief. And she was saying that like, because what I think the line she said was anguish, like cut you at the knees. Mm-hmm. right like so it's the intensity is just on another level and the sculpture garden picture that she had and I don't remember the name of the artist but it was I think mothers it was like sculptures of mothers who had just found out that I think like their child mm-hmm. had died on an and, airplane crash on an airplane crash mm-hmm. and it was like it was intense mm-hmm. to look at, but you immediately like understood what anguish was. 
mm-hmm. you know, not even like what it means, but like what it is, right? Yeah. Like to feel that emotion, like to feel that in your body, like how your body would be positioned, you know, if that's what you were feeling. Yeah. Um, and that's why too, like, cause you've mentioned a couple of times now, like, you know, feeling something in your body, you really do like your emotions come up in your body. Like each mm-hmm. emotion is different in your body. If you take the time to like recognize that and with more practice, you get better mm-hmm. um, at identifying, you know, how your body is reacting to different things. But yeah, that was just very powerful. I love her examples. Yes. You know, they're very concrete and they really make you understand what she's saying Mm -hmm. one of the last things before we close out was talking about like the four things that she said what emotions are Mm -hmm. and she was saying emotions are biology Mm -hmm. biography backstory and behavior Mm -hmm. and simply emotions you know we first experience them in our bodies yeah and then you know, it's about biography, you know, it's like where, how we were raised. Yeah. So like our, it depends on our culture. Is it okay to feel these things? Is it okay not to feel these things? You know? And then it's like, you can be pissed off, but you can't be sad. Mm-hmm. And then it's also our backstory. So it's like what, you know, our stories pretty much. Yeah. What are, what are past experiences mm-hmm. and like, what have we been through? Mm-hmm. And then the, the behavior, it's how the emotion just shows up. Mm-hmm. And so I just really kind of like that layer of like emotions are those four things. And when we are with somebody, it's like, we don't have the full story because we don't know their backstory. We don't know their biography. We don't know any of those things. All we can maybe see is we don't know their biology either. Right. So we don't know any of those things, Mm -hmm. but what she was saying was in the future with these other episodes and with this book, it's, we're going to learn that though. We're going to get connected to these emotions. We're going to step out of our comfort zones. We're going to jump into the portal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be scary. You're going to learn a lot. Like in this episode, like I said, there was three emotions that we learned, mm-hmm. but we're going to, we're going to be in it together. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to see the rest of them. I haven't watched so, the others. Neither have because I. Because if I jump ahead, then all my thoughts are going to be very jumbled. If I jump ahead. Yeah. Because I already know one story. She's told it I've heard it at a different time, right? She's like mm-hmm. told this story about her daughter in a different way, but I saw a preview and it comes up Ooh, in this. Okay. And so I was like, okay, no, Michelle, you like, you cannot watch ahead because there's just going to be like way too much. We would talk, we would talk for days. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna focus on like one at a time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to go through them all and talk about them and yeah, like discover new things for myself too. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Same. I'm definitely, we're going to have some new stuff coming up each episode for ourselves. I know. Because we're just going to watch them. So we'll be learning. Yeah. We'll be learning new emotions ourselves. <laughs> I know. 80 something of them. So. 80 something. Well, thank you guys for joining us on today's episode. Um, yeah. I, again, if you guys have any questions, comments, ideas, feel free to email us at confessionsfromatherapist at gmail.com or you can. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, leave a comment somewhere else, but I was like, no, you can't. But that's, no, that's just that's the only way to get all of us. But then too, we're gonna be doing this series now for the next couple of weeks. So yeah. if you have HBO Max or have 
access to it and you want to watch along, you know, watch along and then we can talk about it and you can email us, email us questions about it. And then maybe yeah. we can talk about, you know, those things or things that come up because sure. I love to talk about all this stuff. Yeah. We'll do like an extra, we'll do like an extra episode maybe of just questions. Yeah. <laughs> we can. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll think about that. That's yeah. <laughs> but either way, we'll address the questions if they do come up in episodes. So we'd be more than happy to have them. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for being back. Yes. Thank I'm you. Happy Donald. to have you back. <laughs> yes. Happy to be back. And yeah, we'll talk more Brene next time. All right. Bye guys. Bye.